The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. That's at SGPN Fantasy. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's late afternoon here on October 7th to handicap the afternoon games in the NFL for week five, as well as the Sunday night football game on, uh, obviously, Sunday night between the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. And joining me, as usual, to break it down here on the NFL Gambling Podcast my main man, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, how you feeling this Friday afternoon, buddy? Not feeling pretty well. Looking forward to the rest of the Week 5 games. They can't be worse than the first Week 5 game, so there's that. But That's looking nice. forward to it. should be fun, and hopefully we'll make some money. Yeah, I hope so, too. I know you briefly we said there's a lot of stuff going on on this Friday afternoon between hockey, uh, we got baseball, uh, MLB playoffs, watching a little soccer as well. So I guess a great time to be alive. But, yeah, last night uh, – I good. I honestly turned it off. I really did turn it off. I think it was like that second quarter. I, I turned the game off and I was like, I did this. I can't. I just can't do it. I just can't do it, Scott. I don't know what your takeaway from last night was. Uh, if there is both, one. I was going to say there are two really bad teams. Uh, if you want to talk about the game itself, I thought the game was awful. And then Wilson threw the interception in the red zone with two minutes to go. And suddenly I was very entertained. It went from such a <laughs> terrible game to just a fun one in the span of about a minute. But either way, <laughs> uh, yeah, two bad teams. Somebody had to win, I guess. I wanted both to get losses, but unfortunately, we can't always get what we want. Yeah, I had uh, – after week one when they lost to Seattle, I took Denver. Uh, Book still had it posted at under 10 and a half. It was a little bit juiced, but – uh, I just had to take it in. Uh, fortunately, the ball bounced my way last night, adding another L to their column. So I think they now sit at what two and three on the season, I believe. Yeah, they're two three. and three. Yeah, uh, you're looking at just the overall team, not very good. Defense is good, so there's that. But I think mm-hmm. it's safe to say Hackett through five games is the worst head coach of all time. Do you think it's Hackett or is it Russell? It's, it's, Obviously, it's it is Hackett. A combination of both. It's a mix. So like Wilson was definitely awful and i'm not going to say that it's all hackett's fault i also just don't understand the decision to a go shotgun on fourth and first of all you could argue about kicking a field goal to tie the game second of all you could argue why wouldn't you just try to run the ball for a first down but i don't know point is it seems like hackett has really been overmatched a lot of his see the thing is when you have an offensive background and you get a head coaching job and your team is one of the worst offenses in the league when you take over that coaching job, then what exactly are you doing? Because the offense isn't working. You weren't brought in for defensive purposes. So I I don't know what the point is. Or if you want to talk about what team does well, they do well at everything that Hackett has no background in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't have much more to add. It was just awful football last night. and I had Matt Ryan interceptions, so and I I did very very well in the NFL podcast. I had Ryan interception. I had Russell Wilson longest rush over, which took like five minutes. Yeah, had Sutton over 63 and a half, had McManus over one and a half field goals. And unfortunately, my only loss was Denver defense anytime touchdown because our we do a segment at the end for our best mm-hmm. bets where we have to give out an anytime touchdown bet. So we automatically okay. lost. So uh, there you go. No touchdowns in the entire game. Yeah, but. that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, props didn't turn out too bad for me. I went two and one. I had uh, Wilson's over on his passing yards, which obviously got fortunate when going into overtime. 
Um, and then I had the longest field goal over 46 and a half. And unfortunately, Mo Ali Cox was a no-show for the Colts last night, despite uh, having a pretty good game last week. But hey, we lick our wounds and we move on to NFL Week 5, at least the afternoon games here we're talking about. But before we get into those games here, Scott, let me tell them about our presenting sponsor and where they can bet on these uh, games in the NFL. And that's over at WinBet. Well, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. If you're looking to join the WinBet Vegas Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last night, or sorry, last week, someone turned a $6 parlay into $4,000 plus when they got a free $1,000 bets for winning that. So, Join us at WinBet. WinBet truly is hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Roster brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free. For seven days and get 15% off your first month, just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. All right, Scott, let's get into this uh, schedule for NFL Week 5, starting with the first afternoon game of 405 Eastern Start. The San Francisco 49ers head to the East Coast to take on the Baker Mayfield, quote-unquote, led Carolina Panthers. Currently, that line is sitting at minus six and a half over at WinBet in favor of the road favorites, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, total for this game is at 39 and a half. Money line minus 275 for the San Francisco 49ers and uh, plus 225 for the Carolina Panthers. Take a look at the injury reports for both of these squads. Let's start with the road team here, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Juwan Jennings is uh, was limited on practice on Thursday with an ankle issue. Uh, Armstead, their defensive end, was a non-participant on Wednesday. And we know Jason Verrett, their cornerback, is also out. And Jimmy Ward, who is also on the IR. Looking at it for the Carolina Panthers. Um, not many significant names that are on this injury report. I guess the only one that maybe stick out is LaVisca Chenault, who is ruled out for Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. Scott, San Francisco 49ers looking like one of the most uh, dominating defenses in the league so far. The defensive metrics, they top in almost all the statistical categories there. They had to take on Baker Mayfield. Any chance here that the uh, the Carolina Panthers cover this game, or do you think it's going to be a runaway for the San Francisco 49ers? The only chance is if they win the turnover battle handily and if Garoppolo does a couple of things that are stupid, which we could definitely see happening. But you mentioned how Mayfield's leading the Panthers. He is because he's leading them right to the basement because he's been arguably <laughs> – I can't say he's been the worst quarterback in the league starting-wise because Matt Ryan exists, but he's been bottom five. I think that's a no-brainer. Bottom three, yeah. you could have a discussion. He's been a train wreck. And there's really no other way around. It doesn't help when you throw in McAdoo at offensive coordinator. I don't think anybody actually likes him. But you're going through Carolina's numbers offensively so far this season. They've been awful in every game. And there's really no other way to describe it because you're looking at, for example, the Saints game. They had a defensive touchdown in that game, right? I believe so. Yeah, they had the they had, they had the pick last week to the Panthers. Off That's what I'm of, saying. Uh, so off, off of uh, you had a defensive Kyler. touchdown against Kyler last week. Yeah, I think against the Saints there was a fumble touchdown in that game. Let me see. I thought there was. I thought there was a fumble touchdown. Yeah, you're probably right. Let me take but, a look here. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, fumble uh, touchdown. First, yeah, the first touchdown of the game was a 44 yard fumble return. Yeah. So it means that even through the points per game averages, it doesn't even reflect how many points the offense is averaging because the defense has scored in each of the last two games. So mm-hmm. if you want to factor in the defensive touchdowns, that means the Panthers have scored 24, 16, 15, and nine so far. And the best yeah. defense they faced this season, 
New Orleans, but they haven't faced many great defenses. New Orleans' defense is not as good as we thought it was going to be. Still decent on paper, but the point yeah. is, now they face off against the Niners. They can't really pass protect. Mayfield is going to get benched for Darnold, as crazy as that sounds or as sad as that sounds whenever Darnold's healthy again. And Carolina's defense I really, really like, but the offense I don't. And I think when you're looking at the Niners and the fact that they still have good weapons, they still have a solid ground game. I think Wilson's still pretty good, but you still have Debo who can take some carries. Debo who had the phenomenal touchdown catch with the yak afterwards where he just went video game mode. Ayuk's pretty good. Kittle's not really a factor because he's mostly playing left tackle at this point as he's Mm -hmm. assisting with the blocking. But I like the Niners. I think Shannon will be very conservative, which they should be. Dare Mayfield to beat you. He probably won't. You'll probably sack Mayfield five, six times in this game, force a couple of interceptions, maybe a strip sack. Give me the Niners in a very ugly game. I see 20 to 10, 24 to 10, something like that, but something really ugly, which says the Niners won handily. Yeah, I, I think what I more like about this game is actually the under in this game. I think it's just going to be a very, very ugly game. Um, Carolina's you know, defense is good. Yeah, it is. And I think that's the underrated part of their team. You know, that's not really talked about it, but you mentioned it and you hit the nail on the head is that offensively this team is not very good. And, and the numbers, they're bottoms in the league at bottom fourth or bottom five in most of the offensive statistical categories. I think it's one never the Colts right now for worst offense in the league or maybe Chicago. It's those yeah. three for the worst offense in the league. Yeah, and if you kind of just look at this team, a third down conversions per game, they're only converting an average of three per game. That's not going to win you very many ball games. So I love the under in this game. I'm going to go under 39 and a half. Um, I don't know. Something kind of smells fishy to me about this this, this side here. But I, I, there's no way I'm putting money on Carolina either. But uh, my best bet, or at least my favorite bet of this uh, game, is going to be that under 39 and a half. I quickly want to see what... Um, Mayfield's interception is for this game. If it's anything less than I gave it out on the mothership pod, it was like minus 150, minus 155. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's still uh, too low. It should be 180, 190. Yeah, yeah. I see a minus 150 right now. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. I like that play as well. You have anything else for this game, uh, Scott, before we get over to the next one? Not really. I'm expecting Wilson to get a lot of work. Carolina is decent against the run, but I'm trying to think of what the Niners are going to do. I don't think Garoppolo was really good in the Monday night game. It just seemed like the Rams were playing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage and the Niners threw a bunch of screen passes. Didn't you kind of get the same idea? Yeah. I mean, there was that, like you mentioned, that Debo catch um, in, in that game where he caught Risky it in throw, and, but he ran for 50, like 50, 40 of the yeah. 57 yards after the catch. He had another screen for 30 something yards. Ayuk yeah. had a screen for like 20 yards. A lot of really short passes. So I didn't really think that Garoppolo looked good. It just seemed like the Rams were playing so far off that Garoppolo was given a bunch of free completions. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, yeah, you're right. I think this is going to be a very, very ugly game. It's, it's going to be very, very low scoring. Um, all right, let's get over to the next game. A little bit, maybe a little more exciting game here. Do you like a defensive prop in that game? Defensive touchdown? I think both of these teams are capable of doing That's what it. I'm I mean, you mentioned it. Like two of the four games, Carolina has a defensive touchdown in. Let's just say the pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers gets to Baker Mayfield and forces a fumble. I mean, you have a scoop sack fumble, possibly a uh, sorry, uh, scoop and score or a pick six is a possibility, especially with Baker out there. I'm trying to see if there is um, a defensive touchdown prop out yet for this. It's, very, it's tricky to find because usually you'll find each individual defense. You don't really find the defensive score in the game. Yeah, it's usually somewhere in the two to one range, give or take. I mean, okay. if I had to guess, I'm assuming it'll be like around 230, 250. I mean, Let's maybe see. I can. I know. I know a place that has it. I just got to actually find it. But yeah, I think it's a prop I kind of like. Um, all right. So Carolina's defensive touchdown is eight to one. San Francisco is at plus 425. OK, but I was saying just to find any either defense to score. So like you can oh. join them together. Um, oh, okay, I I don't know. I would like. Will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown in the game? Like that kind of oh. thing. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can pull up a line real quick. Uh, if you want to, you can move on. I'll just say what it is when I find it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's get over to the next game of the afternoon. It's going to be the Philadelphia, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, four zero, heading to the West Coast to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing the. Uh, Eagles are favored by five and a half on the road here. 
Total is sitting at 49 and a half. Uh, money line minus 240 for the Eagles and plus 190 for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, let's take a look at the injury reports uh, for both of these teams. Let's start with the road team here, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm currently seeing on the injury report. Uh, Boston Scott running back questionable for this game, dealing with a rib issue. He was limited uh, participant in Thursday's practice. Uh, Avante Maddox, also cornerback, questionable with the ankle issue, did not part- participate in practice on Thursday. And I think Jake Elliott has already been ruled out their kicker um, on Sunday. So maybe keep that in mind as well. But other than that, uh, everybody else is a go. For the Arizona Cardinals, uh, let's see here. J.J. Watt, questionable. Uh, he had a calf injury, or he's dealing with a calf injury. He had a veteran day off on Thursday. Rondell Moore is going to be a game-time decision is what I saw, uh, what Cliff Kingsbury said as of Friday. A.J. Green, wide receiver, also was limited in practice on Thursday. He's dealing with that knee issue. And also uh, Hollywood Brown, wide receiver, questionable, uh, was limited in practice as well with a foot issue that he is dealing with. Uh, were you able to find that prop, uh, Scott? I was. I found plus 200 flat. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate that. Mm. All right. Uh, let's get to this Eagles game. Minus five and a half on the road here. What do you think about this game uh, going up against the Arizona Cardinals uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles here? It looks a little bit trappy because the Cardinals, I don't think, are a very good football team. They beat Baker Mayfield. Congratulations. You know, I'm really proud of you, but the Eagles are still undefeated. <laughs> they struggled early on against Jacksonville. Then they woke up. They kind of got punched in the mouth, and they responded the way you'd want a winning team to respond, which is well to adversity, and they did throughout the course of that second half especially. The real question for me is, can Arizona stop the run? And the Eagles, after airing it out for a bunch of passing yards against Washington, have really started to pivot a little bit, and Sanders has started to get going, and I'm kind of curious if Arizona will be able to do enough against this ground attack in order to force Hurts to beat them through the air. Hertz has also been able to do well through the air, but he get what I'm trying to say. But going through Arizona's numbers, they shut down Carolina last week on the ground. Two weeks ago against the Rams, they really weren't great against the run. Uh, they ended mm-hmm. up allowing roughly five yards of carry in that game, which yeah. is concerning. Uh, I'll ask you, do you think that the Cardinals are going to stop the run in this game? Because it seems like the Eagles got the ground game going. They haven't. I don't think they've faced a legitimate running or rushing attack like the Eagles. Um, CMC, yeah, I guess that you can say, I mean, they haven't really gotten involved in the offense, have the Carolina Panthers. They've been a decent rush defense, but their defense as a whole has been better lately. I'm not sure how good the unit is. Yeah. They were good for basically the last seven quarters. They were awful in the first quarter against the Rams and they picked it up since. Yeah. Can I really judge a defense based on playing against Baker Mayfield? No. I don't know if I can judge defense by that or not. I I don't know. So. yeah, I mean, we saw week one what the Chiefs offense did uh, against this Cardinals defense. And even in that game, they allowed close to five and a half yards per carry to their running backs. Um, all of five, all three of their guys that rushed the ball in that game, uh, Jarek McKinnon, 5.5 per carry, uh, Pancheco, 5.17, and then Clyde Edwards, or Larry, seven carries, 42 yards, six um six yards per carry in that game finished up with 23 rush attempts where 126 yards did the uh Kansas City Chiefs in that game and now you can argue that you're going up against possibly the best rushing team that you have seen or I think clearly I think they're going to be able to run the ball effectively here so um yeah it seems a little trappy as well but I don't know what do you think I from what I know is that in past years the Eagles have really struggled traveling to Arizona in the past however Mm -hmm. those Arizona teams were, I'd say, similar to those Eagles teams or in some case better when they had Warner all the way back in the day. But the point is the Eagles have a very, very good football team. And even though they're undefeated, I know in our power rankings, we had them third, I believe, behind the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. We didn't have Arizona in our top 10. I'm sure nobody (laughs) that was voting had Arizona in their top 10. The Eagles are the much better team. I think they got a shot to really win like 13 games this season. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I just think that they're a bit too fundamentally sound. Slay is still very opportunistic defensively for some big plays. And I still don't like Arizona's pass blo- blocking. I don't think the offensive line is that good. Yeah, and I think that, again, we mentioned the injury report. A lot of their guys are you know either limited or may not be able to go in this game, especially offensively, right? 
there's three wide receivers that are dealing with injuries. And even if they are able to go out, are there going to be lingering injuries for the, or lingering injuries for these guys, especially when you're talking about knees and, and, and a foot issue that, you know, we talked about with Hollywood Brown dealing with. So are the Cardinals going to have enough offensively for them to deal with uh, this Philadelphia Eagles team? I don't think so. I got to go. I'm going to lay the points here on the road. I usually don't like laying points on the road, but this just we talked about how bad this Arizona Cardinals defense is. And I think the Eagles should be able to get whatever they want offensively in this game. One more note I did want to make, and I mentioned this to Sean. Um, if he's been betting the second half or sorry, second quarter overs for the Philadelphia Eagles, because I believe they are averaging close to 21 points per game and just in that second quarter um this season so i think that's something uh else i did want to mention here scott didn't even know that so that's definitely a good nugget to know yeah and uh i did have a player prop that i threw this out on a prop cast today arizona has really struggled against tight ends um this season i think in three out of the four games so far the opposing tight ends have gone over this projection i know last week I was looking for either Ian Thomas or Tommy Tremble. I was looking for Ian Thomas because he gets majority of the snaps for the Carolina Panthers, but he was dealing with a, a injury uh, and it was on the injury report. And I think it was a game time decision, but even Tommy Tremble last week got 34 receiving yards against the Arizona Cardinals defense. And now this week you have to go up against Ga- Dallas Goddard. And now that number is sitting at 44 and a half uh, for him. So I, I do like that over for Dallas Goddard. I'm just going to continue backing tight ends against this Arizona Cardinals defense. Yeah, uh, anything else you like to this game? I was just going to say I like that Goddard play because Arizona's defense from the linebacking core, especially against the pass, has not been great, which is why the tight ends have been so good against them this season. But you interested in Eagle sacks at all? Because Kiowa runs around like a lunatic, but they really allow pressure frequently. I think the Eagles are going to hound him the entire game. I want to see how many times he's gotten sacked, but you're right that I mean this defense just overall has just been so good for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and that second me, half against Jacksonville, that was really the story for me. The fact that both the offensive line and the defensive line took over the game. Yeah, um, looking at it right now, so he's gotten sacked. He's gotten sacked at least obviously once in every game, but uh, in two out of the four games he got sacked twice. But I think that I don't the, see the quarterback pressure numbers though, but I'm assuming they're pretty yeah. high. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Um, and I think their running game has struggled because of that reason as well. I mean, there's been some flashes of it, but I just, I don't know. Offensively, I just can't get behind the Cardinals and even defensively, especially their secondary. We talked well, about Well, for all fronts, I can't get behind them too because their best weapon, Hollywood Brown's injured now. I'm assuming he's going to play, but if he's below 100%, I know Rondell's back, but he's been kind of more of a gadget player in his career. Hollywood yeah. Brown's been really, really good for this team. Mm-hmm. And if he's even below 100%, I don't like their other options. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Eagles. Yeah, he has to be, especially with obviously this should get DeAndre Hopkins back after next week. Yeah. But uh, Brown's been great, though. I had to, yeah. to mention that. It's crazy. He's leading this team with 45 targets. Next guy's 31. Zach Hurts, mm-hmm. their tight end. So, yeah. All right, before we move on, uh, let me tell you guys about uh, the Elias Game Plan app. Do you ever wish that? Before every NFL game, you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup. Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, you're placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything that you need. The Elias Game Plan is the sports app from the most trusted names in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues since 1913. You see and hear their trusted facts all the time, whether it's on the ESPN broadcast, your local radio broadcast, and television broadcast. But now you can have all the stats, the facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand. So to take this NFL season to the next level, download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, whether you want a weekly monthly or an annual uh, subscription, but I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose a monthly subscription by using our promo code SGPN25. Find the Elias Game Plan sports betting uh, app in the App Store and the Play Store today and use promo code SGPN25 to get that percentage off. We're also brought to you by No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contests versus other players for a shot at winning 250000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, 
earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for a shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and the 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet up to five player props over unders on individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy redefined because it's now how you play. Also, where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at No House Advantage or download the app to get a first deposit match of up to $25. All right, Scott, let's keep it going here, my man. Uh, the next game on the board, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys headed to the West Coast to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Rams. This line is currently sitting at minus five in favor of the home team, the Rams. Total is at 42 and a half for this game. Money line plus 190 for the Dallas Cowboys and minus 230 for the Los Angeles Rams. Let's take a look at the injury report for both of these squads. Let's start with the road team here, the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, no Dak Prescott. Uh, It will be the Cooper Rush show who's done a phenomenal job so far for the Dallas Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb, questionable. Um, He had a growing issue, but he did practice on Friday and is is expected to play on Sunday versus the Rams. Other than that, pretty clean injury report. Take a look at the Rams here. Uh, pretty clean for them as well. No significant guys that are on the injury report. So two healthy squads here other than the quarterback situation for the Dallas Cowboys. But Scott Rams laying five here at home against the Dallas Cowboys, who defensively I think may be able to get to Matthew Stafford and especially with that questionable uh, offensive line for the Los Angeles Rams. For me, this is one of the weirdest lines on the entire board. And the fact that there's been a line movement in favor of the Rams makes me kind of lean that way. Based on what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, the Rams should not be favored by five and a half, arguably three and a half in this game. They should be maybe favored by like one and a half or two because we know Cowboys fans travel well. We know that the Rams home field isn't exactly as the strongest home field in the entire league, but you're looking at the fact that the Rams played on Monday, so they have a less prep time than the Cowboys do. And you go through that Monday night game, they gave up seven sacks. Yeah. Stafford was hit 17 times. Mm-hmm. He, he got killed. And the fact that the Cowboys have Lawrence, they have Parsons, they have a good defensive line, I do agree with you that Stafford should be in trouble. But the fact that this line has gone up from like three and a half opening to five and a half now, Lamb, I think, is going to play. I don't think he's going to be yeah. missing, so I don't think it's an injury reaction to it do you know why the money's come in on the rams besides maybe just a desperate desperation factor here because the cowboys have been really good i was wrong about them i thought that they would end up struggling especially on the offensive line when smith got hurt and they've actually held up relatively well i i like the under as my favorite play on this game i just am gonna dare Cooper Rush and the Rams offensive line to go over because I think that Stafford will probably throw a pick. I think you'll probably end up seeing some mistakes being made from both guys. I think I'm just going with the side. I think I'm just going with the total here. The side is way too trappy to me. Mm -hmm. The sharp in me is saying take the Rams, but I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going to go with the under. I feel like the Cowboys may be a public dog here. Um, But like you mentioned, the line has moved towards the Rams. Um I mean, we know the public loves betting the Cowboys are quote-unquote America's team. Uh, they looked good over the past three weeks with Cooper Rush as the um, as the starting quarterback defensively. It's like two points, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think – I mean, dude, you can't even tease the Cowboys up, can you? Like, you're not going to go through – you can go through seven and 10 and get up to 11 on a six point teaser. But some of these lines this week, and especially in the early games are kind of fishy to me. And I know those books got slaughtered last week, but I think that it's really going to come down to which team can protect their quarterback the best in this game. Uh, you know, you talked about last week, how the San Francisco 49ers pass rush was able to get to Matthew Stafford seven times last week. That was a click. Yeah. And now you're going up against a Dallas front seven that can possibly do the same thing to this for offensive line of the Los Angeles Rams. So the game plan probably or should be for the Rams is going to have to be quick stuff, whether it's like screen passes or slant passes or curl routes. It's going to have to be quick stuff uh, screen passes to the wide rec- sorry, to the, to the running backs. They have to protect and, and get the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hands because the longer he holds it, 
Number one, he's more like more than likely to get sacked or, like you mentioned, throw a pick. And we know that's at SGPN. It's right on Brandon. That's one of our favorite props to bet on every single week, no matter what the juice is. So I do like your play about the under in this game. I will I'll lean with the Rams here just because I, the line movement does. It gives me a little bit of pause here, but this has this to be will, a bounce this back. This will easily game, right? be, be the biggest pro sharp divide amongst. I think betters. so. Yeah. I think it yeah. has to be, but yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, the way that I see it though, another problem with the Rams besides the offensive line, a couple of problems I'm going to mention. First of all, we know Allen Robinson's cooked. They have no number two receiver. You have Skoranek, who you're kind of throwing around the formation. You have nobody. Cup's yeah. being targeted only 18 times a game. You, you don't have any other option. So that's a problem. Robinson can't create separation. They really need Odell back, if I'm being honest. Like, they need yeah. somebody who can at least be somewhat of a threat. Robinson's absolute zero at this point. And the other issue, I don't know if anyone's ready to have that conversation. I think the Rams secondary is highly overrated. I think Jalen Ramsey is the most overrated corner in the league right now. He's still good. Don't get me wrong. But if you look at what he did against Hollywood Brown and what he did against Debo Samuel and what he's done against Stephon Diggs as well, he's playing like 10 yards off the line of scrimmage on every snap. And it's a free reception for eight yards every single play. Have you noticed that too? I have. And when he's gone up against uh, the better running back, he's, sorry, torched. he's, yeah, he's getting torched. Right? We saw it last week with Debo. We saw it with uh, Stephon Diggs. I don't think Kendrick is that good either. He's a rookie, so it's yeah, excusable, I, yeah. but I don't think they have a great secondary. So I'm looking at this team. I know Donald's great. The defensive line's good, but I don't like their receiver depth. I don't like their offensive line. And their secondary Really, really overrated. So I don't think they're a very good football team. I think they're good. I just don't think they're very good. Uh, they're def- I think uh, obviously they're, it's really predicated on the front seven of this team, right? You mentioned Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner that they brought over, uh, Leonard Floyd. It's those guys. And I think in the secondary, it's bend but don't break for this team. It'll be interesting how they kind of attack this Ram secondary if they do. I think CeeDee Lamb, if he's able to go, which he looks like he's all indications are that he will be able to play. He should have a big game, right? Same thing with Noah Brown. If they're able to find those holes in the secondary and take advantage of that, I, I think that there's a possibility that the, the Cowboys can win this game. But I agree with you. I like the under in this game. I also want to look at a, a sack prop. But once that does that does come out, usually those come out on game day, like combined sacks. Um, anything at four and a half. Uh, it might be juice, but even at five and a half, I think both these, both these teams are capable of getting to the quarterback. I mean, last week alone, you mentioned it. The 49ers were able to get to uh, Stafford seven times alone. But you haven't else for this It should game? have been eight. He had a throwaway on the final drive. It should have been eight. Yeah. But- I'm curious to see what Cooper Cup's um, receptions are this Are you just week. blindly taking the over on Cup, though? Because they I mean, really you have don't to. have any number two. You have to, right? They don't have any number two. He's getting he's getting an 18 like cup at a quiet game last week. He had what 12 receptions for 100 yards? Yeah. Eight and a half this week got even money. I'm curious to see. Yardage is probably somewhere in the mid 90s, but I don't even know if that matters anymore. Yeah, I think I would probably just look at receptions for um Cooper Cup. Let me see if I can quickly find the yardage for him uh point point is i i think it'll be an ugly game i guess if i had to pick a side i'd lean to the cowboys but i will never bet it because of how crazy that line movement's been give me the under give me stafford in reception cup in yards but the thing i said about ramsey it's gonna sound harsh when i call him the most overrated corner in the league Mm -hmm. if you actually watch the games just watch the first quarter and see where ramsey stands opposite the wide receiver he's easily 10 yards off the line of scrimmage it's a free dump off pass for five yards every play it's absolutely free um yeah yeah if people are watching the game they would know uh which wanted to mention targets for cooper cup 54 right now he leads the team obviously the next guy tyler higby their tight end at 30 what do you have last week though he had like what 16 targets 18 targets uh, Cooper Cup last week against the 49ers, 19 targets, okay. 14 receptions, 122 yards. He's been in double-digit receptions in three out of the four games. I mean, he's the best receiver in football, and they have to funnel him because they don't have a choice. Like They, they have no other receivers to throw the ball to. 
And who's going to be the guy that's going to track him down in this Cowboys secondary? I, I mean, Diggs has been very good, but Diggs is more of he a gets burned. Uh, this year, he actually has done a better job at it. But oh. yes, he, he has gotten burned in years past. This year, he's actually been good in coverage, but he's mostly a deep receiver who's kind of trying to to jump passes and trying to make plays. Cup is so good in the underneath stuff that I'm not sure if Diggs will actually follow him all the way across the field. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game? No, not really. This game all is right. one of the weirdest lines I've seen all year. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get over to the Sunday night football game. It's going to be a AFC North matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. Currently, this line is sitting at minus three and a half at even money for the Baltimore Ravens who are at home. Total is sitting at 48. Uh, money lines plus 145 for the Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens minus 175. Uh, looking at the injury report here, let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, as of this, or sorry, as of yesterday, Hayden Hurst questionable with a groin issue. Uh, he's uh, sorry, questionable for Sunday's game. And then uh, T. Higgins, he's dealing with an ankle issue, is officially listed as questionable for Sunday's game as well. Looking at the Baltimore Ravens in this game, uh, pretty clean injury report. Uh, we did get news on Friday at this this morning that Rashad Bateman is going to be out. Uh, big deal. Yeah, big deal for this uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens passing attack. He's dealing with a foot issue, and he wasn't at practice on Friday. Justice Hill also out for this running back group. He's dealing with a hamstring issue and is not going to play as well. But, Scott, uh, AFC North battle here between the Ravens and the Bengals here. Minus three and a half for the home team, the Ravens. What are you thinking about this game? I like the Bengals money line or the plus three and a half. If you want to play it safe, I think it's a very good scheduling spot. Bengals played on Thursday. They have extra yep. preparation time. And even though I've been a big Harbaugh fan for his entire career as a coach, the last couple of years, they lose every close game, don't they? It's because they make like stupid decisions too. They like, go for last two week, all the time. They go. Why didn't they kick the field goal? down and whatever? And did that I, make any sense to you last week? Why they didn't kick that field goal? The argument up? was a field goal won't get it done because the Bills will be in four down territory, and I just think you got to take the lead there. That's how I look at it. I think that at the end of the day, if you knew you were going for it on fourth down, you should have potentially been game planning to get yourself a more manageable fourth down, but still. I'm just looking at the at Harbaugh, and you look at last year with all the two-point conversion shenanigans and all of the fourth-down analytics stuff. They've lost almost every close game that they've had for the last two years, and this game yeah. should be close. But I like the Bengals on a longer week because they played Thursday. The offensive line's been better the last couple weeks. The Ravens' defense has been better as well, but we know it can blow up at any time. We saw what Chase did to the secondary last year. Mm. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think that in a division game between two relatively even match teams, I'm going to take the points. But the Ravens have a lot of really close games late that usually don't go in their favor. And the Bengals are live in this game. Give me Cincinnati. I think that if or not, I think, but the fact no Bateman as well, by the way, like you're looking at Duvernay as like their only receiver. That's a serious problem. Yeah. And then last last season, Joe Burrow against his Ravens defense. Mind you, they had a lot of injuries. One week, he had 416 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And then the one game, uh, I think it was one of the final weeks of the season or week 16, um, 37 of 46, 525 yards, four touchdowns. No that was so fun to watch, though. Chase went for like 215 that game or something. Yeah. It was crazy. And that was like the game that we like pretty much cemented the rookie of the year um, yeah. award for himself. But yeah, um, I, I have the Bateman news. I was leaning towards over in this game, but number one, primetime game. We've seen the primetime game, games going under. Now Rashad Bateman not being there. They might be more running the ball is more of what I'm try, trying to say here with J.K. Dobbins and, and Lamar Jackson in that backfield. Um, I do like Joe Burrow to get over 273 and a half passing yards in this game. You know, you talked about that defense is getting better week by week, but they've still given up. 300 plus yards in the first three weeks i know last week josh allen did wasn't able to do it maybe the weather was a concern there or, or whatever the case might have been but they were running the ball more in that game but i think joe burrow will probably come out here and throw the ball uh, a little more like he did against uh ravens last year so i agree with you i do like ravens plus three and a, sorry uh Bengals plus three and a half probably look at a team total for the um for the Bengals, Bengals in this game as well 
anything under 23 and a half, I think they could put up 24 points in this game. I think they would have to to win this game, don't you think? Yeah, well, Chase has been quiet so far this season, but as you said before, he killed the secondary last year. I just think that even though I do like Harbaugh as a coach, I got to at least call him out. Because even if you want to follow the analytics, and even though you can argue, you know, 70% of the time we're supposed to win in the situation, go through the results from last year and this year in like one score, one possession games. The Ravens have been awful. So at yeah. some point, you got to look at the analytics and realize maybe something's off. Because you can't keep losing these close games if you, if you use analytics in nail biters every week. You can't lose every single game. And this is one of those divisions. I mean, look. You can't afford to give games away. Yeah, there's three teams that are two and two. Steelers are one and three. I mean, they're only half a game behind. Steelers, uh, Steelers are done. I don't care. Yeah, Steelers, I mean, Steelers are done. yeah, but they, might, they look, might be one and seven. Steelers are done. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a big game for both of these teams for this division title, right? I mean, even the Browns are sitting at two and two, and and eventually uh, they're going to get Deshaun Watson back, but that's a further down the line here. But this is a big game for both teams. I'm going to go with the underdog. You, I think you nailed it there. That's saying that they have a, the scheduling spot. Uh, that they played last Thursday, they've had extra time off. Joe Burrow has had a lot of success against this team, so I'm going to take the, the Bengals here, uh, plus three and a half. Joe Burrow over on his passing yards and also the team total for the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. Uh, anything else for this game here uh, you like, uh, Scott, you want to mention? Not really. You mentioned the Burrow stuff. I don't mind potentially a play on some of the receivers. Uh, for Lamar, are you looking at Duvernay? Like, I, I don't know what exactly to expect besides them force-feeding Andrews with some Duvernay sprinkled in there. You would you look at uh, Dobbins receptions? Okay. Maybe that's an option. I want to see what that number is if they have it out yet. Let's see. Do you expect Lamar? Do you expect the Ravens to just triple down on the ground game, or what exactly are you expecting from? I the would team? probably yeah. I would think that they would probably come out and run the ball more versus anything. And if if there is one guy that you're going to have to pass the ball to, it probably is Mark Andrews. His receptions are sitting at five and a half. I think this can be a game where he gets into the range of seven or eight because they don't have any other option, uh, especially with Bateman being out. You have Duvernay, you have J.K. Dobbins as well, but I, I think that it was more going to be predicated on the running game for the uh, Baltimore Ravens offense. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where I come at. What do you think? Yeah, I think that sounds right. I was kind of just curious because – Bateman has been a solid player, but he's also been flying under the radar. He's been really, really good. And I feel like people know he's been good, but once you look at the stats, you don't realize just how dominant he's actually been this season. Yeah, and also Lamar Jackson's rushing yards that are sitting at 59.5 for this game. Uh, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, 50.5. So um, maybe something to consider if we do think that they're going to be running the football uh, more than passing it in this game. All how, right. do you think he, how do you think he looked last week, by the way? Who? Lamar? Dobbins. I thought Dobbins looked pretty decent. Um, I, I, I mean, when you're coming off an injury like that, it's going to take you a couple of games to kind of mm-hmm. get you know back up to game speed and 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 get your legs back under you. Um, I think obviously he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. And I think they were, in that first game he was limited on his snap counts as well, right? Just because they wanted to be careful with him, rightfully um, so. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're coming off of that injury, so. Um, yeah, he's going to be a big part of his offense, especially when you have guys like Bateman that are going to be out um, on the season. So far, he's only had 20 rush attempts, but like I mentioned, he's going to get continue to just get better. And I think he's going to have to be a big part of the game plan this week, especially with Justice Soap being out, who's second on this team in uh, in rushes. Uh, last week, week one against the Patriots, seven sorry week one when he came or sorry the week that he came back was against the Patriots seven attempts and then last week against the Buffalo Bills he had 13 attempts I was just asking because I know he had a touchdown last week did he have two Mm. in the end or he had one he ended up with one rushing touchdown and one receiving that's what I thought yeah so he had two touchdowns I thought he looked good but that's why kind of why I brought it up because I am curious if they start giving him a lot more touches moving forward because he has looked pretty good as the weeks have gone by yeah all right, uh, before we get into best bets here, lock and dog for this afternoon slate, let me tell you guys about Trade Coffee. It's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things in life, right? Whether you're a coffee drinker, whether you're into fine dining, a, a wine enthusiast, you also can't skimp out on your coffee. You don't want to drink that block coffee every day, but with Trade Coffee, you can start every morning with something special. 
Now, I'm not one of those people that needs coffee in the morning, but I am surrounded by people and, and family that do need their cup of coffee. And I'm not going to let them buy that store-bought stuff. I got to point them towards trade coffee. And every day is precious. We have to. Uh, we we all should make the most of every single day, and that shouldn't start with mediocre coffee. Like I mentioned, none of that grocery store stuff, none of that Starbucks stuff, which is way too expensive. You deserve to start your day with the best coffee to make at home, and that is from Trade Coffee. And you know, a lot of times when we talk about, everybody has different tastes when it comes to coffee, and if what you know what Scott may like or what somebody else may like, it's not going to be exactly the same. And that's where Trade Coffee comes in. Trade Coffee is going to work with you on the specific taste that is catered just for you. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. So number one, if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trink Sorry, try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Last but not least, we're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can you can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all the games that you're betting on and your betting activity. So to take advantage of Odds Trader, go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Scott, let's close it out strong here, my man. We'll finish this episode up with our lock and dog for this uh, PM schedule in NFL Week 5. I'm going to give you the floor first here, buddy. What's your lock and dog for this late? So for the lock, I do want to ask you, by the way, are we are we doing only side and total? Can we throw in a player prop or we can do whatever we want? Whatever your heart desires, sir. I appreciate it. Okay, so I'm going to start off with fading a bad quarterback and expecting him to do something dumb. I am going to go with Stafford or Baker Mayfield. I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. To throw an interception. I know I gave this out on the mothership pod, but I do like the odds there at around minus 150. I just think this line should be a lot higher. You're looking at Mayfield's numbers this season. He's been a train wreck. Uh, Darnold is not back yet, so I'm not worried about him being benched. He probably will be at some point moving forward. But Mayfield's thrown at least one interception in seven of his last 10 games. He's attempted at least 25 passes in each of the first four games. And Carolina also can't really protect the quarterback, allowing 2.8 sacks per game. I think he'll be running for his life, making some forced throws throughout the game. And you might wonder, what about McCaffrey? I'm sure the Cardinal, uh, not the Cardinal, sorry. I'm sure the Panthers will try to run the ball. They might. The problem is the Niners are allowing 2.9 yards per carry, which is the best in the entire league. And if you want to talk about some game flow, the Niners are minus 6.5, minus 7. So you're expecting maybe Carolina to play catch up from behind, abandoning the run, throwing the ball a lot. But 150, seven interception, uh, an interception in seven of the last 10 games for him against an elite pass rush and a very good secondary. Give me the Mayfield interception anytime. I think he's going to throw one, maybe even in the first half. I love it. I mean, that's been an automatic back, bet dating back to last season for us. So love that Matthew Stafford one. What do you got for your dog? It wasn't Stafford. I was taking Mayfield. Oh, sorry. Mayfield. Ah, Mayfield. I like, I like both too, but whatever. Yeah. I would parlay the, uh, them together if you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah. What do you got for your underdog? My dog, I'm going to go to the Sunday night game. I'm going to take the Bengals on the money line. I am concerned with the Bateman injury. I think Higgins will probably play, but we'll see what happens. The fact that Bateman was already ruled out, though, is information I can use or Higgins you don't know about. But yeah. still, the point is I've seen Burrow against the secondary. He's great against this team. I'm looking at the Ravens in late game situations. They blow a lot of games late or they lose a lot of games they easily could win. I still get flashbacks to the final game of the season where they lost to Pittsburgh somehow. I'm not sure how they pulled that one off, but still, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I think this team has started to figure out its identity, and most importantly, they played on Thursday. They had extra prep time for this big division game. Give me Cincinnati. I'm going to hope Burrow goes nuts again. 
Yeah, love it. Uh, I'm right, right there with you. There's no other really underdogs that I do like for this four-game slate that we discussed here. But, um, I mean, not going to repeat everything that you just said there. But, uh, yeah, Joe Burrow against the secondary and just having that extra time off since they played last Thursdays. Um, a, a, a good way to kind of handicap this game, number one. And like we also mentioned that Bateman is going to be out for this game. So a lot of questionable decisions that they do make uh, do the Baltimore Ravens. We talked about that as well. But big game for both of these teams. Divisional, anything outside of three, I'm always going to take the dog. Give me the plus three and a half. Also the money line in this game as well for the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night football. Uh, For my uh, lock, I'm going to go with a total. Give me the under in the Panthers and the um, Niners game. Yeah, Panthers and Niners game. Two great or one great defense, one good defense as well. I think that they'll both of these teams should be able to generate some pressure against the opposing quarterbacks. Um, I think offensively, Jimmy G does make some questionable decisions. Um, I think last week this offense only scored what 16 points. I know they had to pick six at the end, but I think they're both limited offensively. And we know about the stats that if the Panthers allow more than 17 points. They're like oh and twenty four, oh and twenty five, one and one and twenty five, yeah, something in that range. Like it's something that sounds impossible, but it's actually true. Yeah, um, so I think that if they want a chance to win this game, obviously they're going to have to keep this 49ers offense at bay. But yeah, under thirty nine and a half for me. Offensively, we talked about it. Panthers just can't do anything really. They are at bottom in the leagues and a lot of the metrics. Um, can't convert third downs. Can't get anything going anywhere. And now you have to go up against this pass rush with Baker Mayfield back there. So good luck to the Panthers offense. So under 39 and a half for me as my lock for NFL week five afternoon games here, Scott, anything else, my man, you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, bud? Not really looking forward to the card. Once again, I'm just happy. We don't have to watch the Broncos and Colts play again this week, which is nice. Unfortunately, the Broncos are going to be on prime time again at some point, which I hope gets flexed out. I think anyone would be mad. Question for you though. What is your stance on the Broncos fans leaving before overtime? Yay or nay? <coughs> nay. I like it. You I like actually it? liked it. The game was. Oh, so, right. Imagine you're sitting there in the cold for three and a half hours. Yeah, that's Bad true enough. Too. They cut their losses. I, yeah. I maybe I liked it because I just thought it was funny, but I've never seen that before. I don't know if I'll ever see that again. It wasn't just like a a couple of fans. It was like hundreds, if not thousands of fans that left the arena. And apparently they made the right call because I'm sure they didn't want to see that fourth and one fail job in the red zone. That's true as well. (laughs) Oh, God, your heart goes out to Colts and Broncos fans. But you mentioned we we still have the Broncos for one more one more primetime game next. I just wanted to bring it up because them leaving, I thought, was something that I've never seen before. And I kind of wanted your thoughts. Yeah, that that that's interesting. I personally would have stayed. I would have st- I would have stayed personally, but I'm just yeah, saying. Right. I, yeah, I thought yeah. it was kind of funny. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast Week 5 Afternoon Games and the Sunday Night Football Game. Uh, hopefully we can cash some bets here, put some more money in your guys' pockets as well. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Follow Scott on Twitter at Rice Show Radio, as well as the Tennis Gambling Podcast, Fantasy Football Podcast, obviously the NFL Gambling Podcast, and we will are back for the uh, NBA Gambling Podcast as well. So make sure to just subscribe, like, leave us a rating and review. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.